This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's up, homies? Welcome to the Thursday, March 9th edition of the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. If you're reading the episode description, which I'm sure you already have, you know the homie David Troy is back. And we bounced back from a terrible Monday or Tuesday to give out some just solid betting analysis and some winners yesterday. I'm I'm proud of the work we did yesterday, David. <coughs> Yeah, I agree. I think uh, aside from maybe that Suns game, which I think was probably about 50-50, but you can't really anticipate uh, Kevin Durant slipping on a banana peel before the game and going out for the rest of the season. I think uh, a lot of the picks and, and leans even were pretty spot on yesterday, so hopefully we can replicate that today. Yeah, I went four and one of my picks. The one that I kind of forced in there under the gun uh, is the one that whiffed for me. I went over 234 in Mavericks Pelicans that had no chance, closed um, New Orleans 1 113 to 106. But I hit the under in Bulls Nuggets, hit the under in Cavaliers Heat, which also had no business going under, but they combined for 35 points in the fourth quarter. That's just running hot, my friend. Um, Hit the. Washington Wizards plus four against the Hawks, which is another glorious victory I got because Chris Sops Porzingis had a meaningless three as pretty much time expired to cover. However, I disagree. It wasn't meaningless. It, that's See, true. It, I mean, they, they, I think he was trying to shoot with about five seconds left, maybe even more than that, hit the three, and then time expired. I mean, that put them down by two. It was actually a really necessary thing for him to shoot that shot so like i've seen a lot of people bitching about you know losing their atlanta hawks bet on this one and i i just disagree it's not a bad beat in that situation the wizards did exactly what they were were supposed to do sure and it was also they had a double digit lead in the second half so it wasn't really the wrong side it just right it the way that it won looked a little goofy, but I mean, I lost with the Heat minus two and a half the other night against the Hawks because they hit a meaningless mm-hmm. garbage time three or a meaningless three as time expired. So, like, I was due, I got lucky, raising my hand, admitting to my luck, but I am also, you know, reminding everyone that I got unlucky. So, we're, we're even, we're even with the gambling <laughs> gods right now. Yeah. Um, we hit over on a Boston Celtics center. Al Horford, nine and a half points. That covered in the first 10 minutes. Really just a a group Mona Lisa that we painted on that handicap. So awesome, awesome job, David. Seven games here in the NBA Thursday slate. I have picks in three of them. We might be opposite in one of them, but let's get into the uh let's get into the card here. Uh the first game, I actually almost bet, but I stayed away from it. The Houston Rockets at the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers favored 10 
Over-under is 236.5. I was looking to the over because I think there's just going to be a lot of pace and action in this game. Um, Indiana is one of the faster-paced teams in the league. Houston's young and dumb, and they are aggressive at attacking the rim. They're aggressive at crashing the glass. They're terrible in half-court offense, but I figured there'd be a lot of possessions uh, for both teams. That said, what's keeping me away from it is the total sharp. I mean, 236.5, if either one of these teams have a bad shooting quarter or if Indiana beats the brakes off of Houston like the sports books are projecting them to, then this could be garbage time, and garbage time's one of the worst things for an over. So that's what kept me off of this game. Don't have any player props. I kind of lean on you to that stuff, at least for inspiration. Do you have anything side total player props for Rockets Pacers? <clears throat> to be honest with you, not really. Um, when you mentioned the total, I had looked at it earlier today. Uh, the first game between these two of them didn't even get 200 points. So, so that makes me feel better about it then. About the over? Yeah. Because you're what, thinking that, what was the total? What was the, what was the number? Uh, let me Let me look and see what what it actually was when they when they first played um this was i can help you wait i got it okay um 236 and a half again so they they posted at the exact same thing and you know i'm not gonna harp on this forever because this was just a college basketball game anyways but i i was kind of thinking of it like uh duke north carolina uh, the first time they played, it went way under the total. Then they posted basically the exact same total, and it went way under the total again. Uh, I don't think it's like a guarantee that both of these teams put up somewhere around 110 to 115 points. Um, the Pacers can do it. The Rockets can do it. But the the Rockets also, over their last like three games that they've lost, um, have not been really good. Uh, not that that's a surprise, but they scored 96 points, 99 points, and 112 points in the three losses that they've had over their last five games. Now, they played San Antonio. San Antonio allows a pretty quick pace, too. Um, but they they scored 142 and 122 against San Antonio in the two wins that they've had. Now, you're expecting the Rockets to lose in this, so what point total do they need to get to? And... I'm not sure that it's enough. I, I just don't think I want to play the over in it. Um, the Pacers, on the other hand, do not play much defense. Um, I mean, their last game against Philadelphia was 290 points scored in that game. Um, so, so I not, th- not I, somebody here. Go ahead. Sorry, I almost got – I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, you're good. You're, you're good. You're good. To answer your question or the, uh, to kind of address the, the point you just had, I think there is – I think 135 is in play for Indiana. So if Rockets can get to 105 or 110, like I think that that's a number where the Rockets could – I mean, that's a that's a that's a bad output for their offense, but that could still cash the over here. Then again – I want to hear your final thoughts on this, obviously, but we are probably spending too much time on a game that I'm, I'm just going to stay away from ultimately, especially yeah, when I, I already have three bets in the account. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think there's really much to talk about here. I wouldn't trust the Pacers laying 10 points, but I also don't trust the Rockets to cover. So it, it's just one of those games that it's, it's probably better to just throw away. If you're going to do anything, 
maybe play Buddy Heald over three and a half threes. The guy shoots nothing but threes, um, and he's playing at home for the second straight game. Uh, you know, he he takes what is it? How many attempts is he averaging on the season? Eight eight point seven attempts per game. Uh, so he'd need to shoot about forty, or he'd need to shoot about fifty uh, percent in this case to cash that. Um, he's shooting forty two percent for the season. Again, the Rockets give up a ton of everything. Shooting guards actually score quite a bit of threes against them. And in the first game against the Rockets, Heald shot three for 13 from deep. So uh, he wouldn't have cashed the prop, but he had plenty of opportunities. So at minus 120, I think that's probably the best look for a player prop. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just gonna say, I, 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 I while you were talking, I, I looked over at Miles Turner, just because he mm-hmm. has a plus, um, plus payout on his on his three point prop. But yeah, I'm just gonna stick to what I I, I just said. I'm I'm gonna pass on this game overall. I, I if anything, I might look to the second half over if this game is close at halftime. Sure, that makes sense. So. Uh, next game here, you mentioned to me earlier that you might be interested in it. The Charlotte, one of the only people outside of Charlotte and Detroit that could be possibly interested in Hornets Pistons. Uh, Hornets are favored four. It is ticking up towards four and a half. Totals at two twenty five. What are you looking at in this one? So, I don't think I'm going to play it, but I I would look towards the uh, Hornets in this game. Um, and I'm, this is mostly just looking at rosters. Killian Hayes is going to play, who I don't think is that helpful. Jalen Duran is playing, and I think he's been a, a scratch. And I don't know if he was it. I guess it was hurt um, for the past six games. So he'll be back in there. Changes the lineup up a little bit. But mostly the Pistons relied on Bogdanovich this year, and he's out. Um, so, you know, I just don't have much faith in them. If you look at the probably the three best players in this game, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, I think those are easily the three best players that are actually playing in this game, and they're all on the on the Hornets side. Now, the the only question is, does anybody actually want to win this game? And I would guess the Pistons might want to. Um, they tried pretty damn hard the other day to win a game against the the Wizards at home and the Hornets did just beat the Knicks um, so it, it's one of those ones where I just I don't feel super comfortable playing it um, especially with the Hornets on the road so I probably will not get to the window with it but they are the they, they are the team that I thought might be worthwhile I mean, with the the roster that Detroit's putting out there tonight, they can absolutely try and still be tanking. I mean, they're without yeah. three starters, four if you count Cade Cunningham. He's just been out for the entire year. But uh, actually, Alec Burks isn't is not a starter. Excuse me, but he is a pivotal role player for them that played really well when he um, when he started um, the season with the Pistons. He started sometime mid season because he came in injured. Again, you said Bogdanovich is out. Isaiah Stewart, who's a pretty good guy, a uh, pretty good big for Detroit's out. So I don't see anything. I don't see any reason to really back them. But again, their their roster is so bad. Who they don't even have to tank to lose this one. 
Uh, Charlotte's three and two against the number as as road favorites. You know they're not often road favorites, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like this really on either side. And like I said to you and uh, on Twitter, I I've banned betting the uh, Charlotte Hornets for the rest of the season. I either against them or or for them. So yeah, I would. I I, I kind of am with you on it, and that's the only reason that I'm not. Uh not necessarily taking them. Um, it's still something that I'm kind of looking further into. I, I do think that they're the better team in this game, but again, home dogs have been pretty successful this year. So I just, no, no committed action yet. Just a pretty heavy lean to the Hornets at minus four. All right. Um, next seven o'clock game is something that I have action on the Orlando magic favorite three versus the Jazz over under is 234. Orlando, Orlando, excuse me, is the home team. I am taking the Orlando Magic. I already bet a minus 3 earlier this morning, gave it out on outkick.com. Um the the, the Utah Jazz's starting lineup is kind of crazy. They're going to possibly be without Jordan Clarkson or Walker Kessler. They've already ruled out Colin Sexton. Their replacements are Simone Fontecchio, a choy, I can't pronounce it. The, <laughs> the 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 rookie from Kansas, and Taylor and Horton Tucker, who I cannot stand. I think his game is just absolutely terrible. This dude cannot shoot. Yeah. He drives recklessly. He tries to be like a point forward, but he's got like five percent of the skill of of LeBron James. Even if that, um, yeah. So, like, with the starting lineup, it just – I hate using the tanking narrative, especially in back-to-back games, or really maybe all three of the games that we've discussed so far. But, like – But that's this we, time of the season, too. Yeah. We kind of see what's up with Utah, right? Like, eh. Yeah. Over the last five games, they're 28th in offensive rating. Their last five opponents include the Mavericks, Thunder, and Spurs. All three of those defenses are terrible. Thunder – actually try on defense like they're aggressive in terms of like going for turnovers but they're not very good and like I said this morning even with Lori Markinen who's an all-star they're I still think Utah is a they're starting five is just absolutely atrocious I don't get any sense that Orlando is like tanking they don't really have much of a chance to make the even the play-in in the Eastern Conference but like they have a, a I think a rookie head coach. They have a, a bunch of young players in the starting five that are are still playing. Like they haven't shelved anyone, so I think they're going to come out fully uh, aggressive and motivated here. I uh, faded Orlando as home favorites. It's, you don't like to bet them in fa- as favorites, and you love to bet the Jazz as underdogs. So that's that's reason for concern in this one. Um, but the um. I just like the I just I just don't like the way that Utah is trending and um and I think Orlando can can end up beating the brakes off of them. Orlando covered in a 112-108 loss at Utah back in mid-January. This was before the Mike Conley, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt trade. I don't know. I, I I'm 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 looking to fade Utah down the stretch here. I think it's pretty obvious Danny Ainge is is shifted into tank mode so that's where i'm at here do you have any thoughts side props totals whatever so are you taking orlando i am yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm laying yeah. I, I got him at minus three this morning so okay 
Yeah. Um, there was brief sharp line <clears throat> movement up to got it up to three and a half. I'm just betting it now. I think it'll get close to minus four. And frankly, if it doesn't, I'll be a little little nervous. But so I I would only mention this to anybody who doesn't kind of have to do a NBA podcast. Wait as long as you possibly can to do this. Like oh, to, I went the other wait. way on it. Why why do you say that? Because I think that if Jordan Clarkson comes out of it or is out of this game, you're gonna get you could probably get Orlando at minus four. And I think it's still fine at that. And if Clarkson is in this game, you probably get Orlando at minus two. Um, and I still think you're probably okay, but I, I'm not going to put any bet on this. I would only say that if Kessler and Clarkson are in, I, I have a little bit of concern for your Orlando bet. If both of them are out, I have no concern for Orlando whatsoever. Um, and if one of them is is in, like the under with Kessler and no Clarkson could be in play, uh, because Kessler is a pretty good rim protector. Like he's awesome. The ja- yeah, the Jazz's defense without Gobert this year has not been bad at all. To be honest with you, um, or I, I should say at least the center position hasn't gone down as significantly as you would have thought, but um, given contract Walker, Walker Kessler is a much better asset than Rudy Gobert at this point. For sure. I yeah. think he'll end up uh, de- being a decent shooter. It could be okay. Um, so yeah, bottom line here is for me, like I, I need to figure out who's playing for the jazz before I, I make any kind of decision. So um, if you're taking them at minus three, like I think the advice now is, is, is fine. I think they, the, the magic definitely could win, should win even if Kessler and Clarkson play, but I just don't feel comfortable betting it until I actually know for sure which ones. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Those two are in. Hey, real quick. I said seven games up top. There yeah, isn't seven, six. right? There's six. Yeah, it's right? just six. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was like, we are already uh, halfway through the slate, and there's only been 18 minutes. It usually takes us an hour <laughs> to get through this. So my yeah. apologies. We're only looking at seven game, or six games tonight. No, to address the, the, the waiting for the starting five, um, I, I, I just move forward with the Magic because I'd prefer to take it at this number now. And even if Kessler and Clarkson play, I'm okay with this price point. But I would prefer to get it now than if one of them gets ruled out and it getting up to three and a half, four. Um, the Magic have no point guard. And I'm looking sure. to fade that, like Jordan Clarkson and the, that that rookie. They're they're not point guards. You mean um, the Jazz have no point guard? Yeah. So excuse me, the Jazz have no point guards. Um, so if one of them sits, Kessler or Clarkson, I'm I'm loving this number. If both of them play, I'm still okay with it. If both of them sit, holy shit, I think I got a great price. But mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if it covers. That's the only really. <laughs> that's the only. Um, I don't know. The, that's the only way that this can be decided on whether or not I get a good price. Um, you want to move on to the next game? Yep, let's do it. Warriors at Grizzlies. Warriors favor two and a half. 
I ended up playing the money line actually, which is minus 140. Total is 235 and a half. Um, I bet the Warriors money line. And it was just as simple as Dylan Brooks is talking shit. Draymond Green addressed him. They did this exact same song and dance on Christmas. Granted, the Warriors were at home at Christmas. They're terrible on the road. Grizzlies are much better at home. But the Warriors got pissed off when the Grizzlies were talking shit and they hammered them on Christmas. Remember we did a Christmas podcast and we both loved the Grizzlies because there was no Steph Curry. Grizzlies were at full strength. This time they're not at full strength. They're missing at least two starters. Excuse me. They're missing two starters. Um, Steven Adams and John Morant, the Warriors coming off of, I feel like an embarrassing loss to the Oklahoma city thunder in OKC. Um, I think they're going to come back motivated they they frankly need wins to stay out of the play-in because there's a long gym in the West. So I think we get a fully motivated Warriors. I laid it minus 140, but for the podcast, I'll just I'll just uh, eat the points and and lay it uh, minus two and a half with the Warriors. Yeah, I think I, the only way I looked at this one was to take the under, which is pretty contradictory with any kind of Warriors game. Uh, but the mem- the Grizzlies just haven't been playing all that well offensively without Ja and Steven Adams on the rebounding is not good. So maybe it'd be even better to look at just their team total. The only issue is, and the reason that I didn't get there, the Warriors have given up like 118 points on average to home teams when the Warriors are on their road. So their defense like just stays in California for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. I think like this is one of those situations where you look at the line and you're like, okay, wait, the Warriors without or the Warriors are just minus two and a half facing a team without John Morant and Steven Adams. Like, why is this only two and a half? And I think it is just because the Warriors are so bad on the road and Memphis is so good at home. So to me, it's not trappy. Worth, yeah, it, it's not, it's not worth personally playing. I'm not saying it, you know, it is like a, a trap, for example, but I do think there's some, uh, there's definitely motivation on the Warriors side to win this. Um, cause they, they want to shut up the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks is the one guy on the Grizzlies that like no one seems to like, even the Grizzlies don't seem to really care for him. Most of the fans can't stand him. Um, I can't, at least from I what can't I read stand on, that fool. He's awful, yeah. but that's most of what I read on Twitter. So, um, I don't know. I, I think the Warriors do probably try and bring a little bit of defense. They probably play a little bit more efficient offense, which might mean not shooting 53s in their game, which I think is what they put up against uh, Oklahoma City the other day. And outside of that Oklahoma City game, I think four out of their last five would have gone over this total tonight, which is 235.5. Um, yeah, it, all four out of their last five would have gone under. Four out of the Grizzlies' last five would have gone under this total. So it, it just seems a little too high. Um, so the the total is at least something I'm considering. Uh, but it is one of those things where it's like, do you ever want to do? You, do you ever feel comfortable betting the Warriors in an under? I I'm not sure that I do, but they are, and they're ten three and one as away favorites to the over. So I will say, 
I do think the Oklahoma City Thunders 137-128 win over Golden State was a bit misleading just in the sense that the Golden State Warriors defense was much better than that final score indicates. OKC was shooting out of their ass. They really were. They they didn't they and and there was a bunch of weird Did you see that technical foul Jordan Poole got called for? I don't I don't think I remember that part. Um but I was going to bring up did you see the the Josh Giddy like uh I I don't know if it was a TikTok or what it was that somebody made about how like nobody just played defense on him and he literally just dribbled around with his left hand and scored 17 points on him. It was pretty good. I didn't Giddy see that, actually no. Giddy actually re- reacted to it. It was uh it was pretty funny. Um by the way, Memphis has been an underdog twice at home this year, and they are 0-2 to the under with a minus 20.8 total difference. So, contradictory stat for the uh, Warriors over trend. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to play the under? Make it a little team play? <coughs> We're stronger together, buddy. We're stronger together. So pregame.com, which takes a look at the total consensus market, they got nearly 80% of the money on the under, whereas close to two-thirds of the bets placed are on the over. So we got a pros versus Joe's angle. Yeah, let's do it. Let's play it. For the the last five Warriors-Grizzlies meetings went under, under the total. I just said how I thought the 137 OKC scored against Golden State was fluky. I thought they were actually playing a little better defense. I think the aggression for the Grizzlies, at least in terms of like getting to the foul line, really won't be there, you know, with John Morant not out there. Um, and then everyone knows of how terrible the Warriors' defense is on the road, so I think we can kind of like fade that recency bias, getting back to that whole OKC scoring 137 yeah. thing. Let's see the referees because the thing is that I'm, makes me most nervous about it is, oh man, they are the the referees are strict or super over friendly in this one. One's ten games above five hundred the over, the other is fourteen, so that sucks. But that's more something that I want to sprinkle on to a to a to an over under handicap. I I I, I want to go under in this one. Uh, I'm I'm holding the line on that, but what I was gonna say is that the Warriors do send opponents to the foul line a lot, and Jaron Jackson getting the foul trouble. So that's my one concern is that this goes over with free throws. Yeah, four out of the last five of the Grizzlies uh, versus Golden State games have also gone under. Yep. And, I mean, a lot of those are playoff games. Well, maybe not a lot. Two of them were playoff games, but um, the last two have gone under under 245, under 233. So I I think an under is probably the right play here. Um, I I think I'll get on it. All right, cool. So we'll make that a a team play. I'm going to write that down right now. Um, Under, what what is it, under 236? Uh, If you can find 236, great. I'm seeing 235 and a half. Yeah, okay, cool. Under. Let me check a couple other books. Well, the sponsor, uh, DraftKings, is at 235.5, so that's where I'll play it. But, yeah, shot, either way, I always shop around for the best number. So. Yep. 
Uh, okay, cool. Team play. Hopefully, we usually do well on those. Hopefully, we keep that yeah. good shit going, good momentum going. Nets at the Bucks, which was going to be an epic game uh, pre-Brooklyn unloading Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Now, not so much. Bucks favorite 12, um, over-unders 233.5. As I read that, my only... My only thought is to to bet the over here, just because Brooklyn's offense can't defense can't stop a nosebleed. The Bucks play exceptional offense at home, and I think it's just going to be firing. They're going to be firing away, and I think Brooklyn's going to have to chuck a whole bunch of threes to keep up. But the one thing that I could say about their team is they have good three point shooters between Seth Curry, Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Joe Harris. So Cam Cam Johnson's out for the game. Okay, well. FM. So is Din. So is Dinwiddie and Claxton, O'Neal, Simmons. All five of those guys are out. So, arguably, an entire starting lineup for them is out for this game. All their defense. For Clax- sure, all their defense. Claxton, uh, Royce O'Neal, Mikhail Bridges, and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith are both really good defenders. So sure, they're three and D guys though. Yes, their D isn't going to do shit against Giannis or Middleton, in my opinion. <laughs> Correct. Nobody's going to really be able to stop him. So, um, I'm not going to play it though. No, no, I don't think so. I, I dude, I just talked myself into a fourth play. There's six games. <laughs> I got to stop so, somewhere. I think, but you could, yeah, maybe you talk me into it. What are you, what are you thinking? No, I got two player props in this one that I like. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I think Giannis is probably not going to play long in this game, but his, his point total is 31 and a half. I, I could see it going under. Um, I doubt that I'm going to play it only because if the Nets do somehow manage to keep it close, Giannis will just drop a bunch of points. And he could score 30 in one half and be like, you know, it, it'd be almost nothing for him. Because, again, nobody's really going to be able to stop him. But here are the player props I like. I like Grayson Allen to go over 9.5 points and Brooke Lopez over 14.5 points. Uh, Grayson Allen at home is averaging almost 12 points a game. Um, you're you're looking at like Mikael Bridges is not going to be guarding Grayson Allen. I just I can't imagine that they're going to stick their best defender on arguably the guy who's probably the the least likely to need to be defended on on there. Um, Allen has been a bit inconsistent. Um, 13, 10, 16, 8, 7, 12, 20, 11, 8. But you're only looking for him to get over 10. And um, the last two games at home, he had 20, 12. He has, he shot really well from three at home. Um, so, you know, it's one of those games where he might actually get a couple extra minutes too just because if this, is, if this does end as a blowout, like he'll be in there longer than some of the other starters because he's a little less important than some of the other ones that they have. Um, so, to me, I, just, I think this is, is a good spot for Allen. Uh, and again, like I said, he's averaging almost 12 points a game at home. So, you're getting a cushion there of two points as opposed to his road total, which is nine and a half. Um, I, don't know, did, I don't know what he did against Brooklyn the first time. He only had three points against Brooklyn the first time. That was a much different team for Brooklyn, obviously. He's been terrible uh, against Brooklyn. That's the one concern. I'm looking at it now because I'm I'm yeah. loving this. 
I'm loving this, dude. So, and that was only in 25 minutes, though, against Brooklyn on the 23rd. Did they play again any other time this year? He's he's averaging like five yeah, points five. per game against them <laughs> in three in three games. I'm a little confused on how Brooklyn Milwaukee's playing their fourth Seven. game. I almost don't believe this, but that is the case. He's averaging five yeah. points per game, shooting twenty nine percent from the field, twenty five percent from three. So it's buyer beware on that. Yeah, for but, sure. But I'm I mean I'm 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 liking it, dude. I don't want here's the thing. His over-under is 9.5 points, minus 120. His three-point made prop, 2.5. Expensive, but plus 135 payout. He went 0 for 3 last game against Orlando, but I don't believe Milwaukee had anyone for that game. And, you know, he played 30 minutes. That looks bad, but he hit three, six, four three-pointers in the previous three games. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are allowing the second most three-pointers made to opposing shooting guards. I completely agree with your analysis where that guy is getting the easier matchup for sure. I mean, for sure. They're they're pretty much going to leave him open, in fact, and be like, hey, let's hope. You know, let's hope this guy doesn't connect because what else are they going to do? I'm going to look at the wide open three point rate allowed by Brooklyn's defense here. I'm kind of um stalling so I can get there. But since the All-Star break, the Brooklyn Nets um they're actually closing out on threes pretty good. So that's a little bit of a concern too. But I just I'm seeing that plus 135 and I want to sprinkle on it. Are you just sticking with the points? I think, yeah, I think I'm going to. I will say uh, the last time that Allen, and I, you know, I hate Grayson Allen anyways, but uh, sometimes you just got to embrace that hate. Uh, last time he didn't hit a three, we'll go, last time he went over three, the next game he did hit three out of 14 attempts, which is still not a good percentage, but he got, got the cash. Um, yeah, I think points are a safer bet in this one. Uh, You're right. I'm being stupid. Let's do the points. Yeah. And then the other guy I was mentioning is Brooke Lopez. And the only reason I, I like it is because I, I still think his point total is just too low. Um, he's His totals have been crazy. So uh, since February 16th, 33, 17, 22, 13, 18, 26, 15, 26. So only one of those games he wouldn't have hit the total tonight. With the line, what it is and everything, the the blowout potential is there, and that's the biggest issue with either of these bets, in my opinion, is that Milwaukee just goes up big and they set their starters for over half the game or something. But Opus has been getting like over ten field goal attempts per game, and he's you know most of these shots are pretty close. Some of them are threes, obviously, uh, but. I, I like him to go over his total too. Uh, I would just say if we're doing like a same game parlay here, I would do Giannis under 31 and a half, Lopez over 14 and a half, and uh, Grayson Allen over nine and a half. And I, I think Allen is probably my favorite of those three. And 
will be the official play I give out today. Well, we're same as on that. When you talked me into Allen, I'll go over nine and a half points. It's minus one twenty currently. So that's yeah. the, that's the the player prop we're uh, tag teaming today. Yeah, and I'm saying if I if you just did those three player props that I had mentioned, it'd be a five to one payout in a same game parlay. I just whenever you say same game parlay, I just stop listening. I can't do that shit. I hate I'm those. I'm going to just keep telling you same game parlay then. <laughs> <laughs> um, at home, Grayson Allen is shooting 47% from three, up from 34% on the road. Post-All-Star break, shooting 46% from three, up 41% pre-All-Star break. So that's the kind of the cherry on top of the over Grayson Allen point prop Sunday. All righty. Final game here. I hope we're not opposite of this one. I am going with my New York Knicks plus two at the Sacramento Kings. I locked in a minus a plus two and a half bet. I gave it out today on outkick.com um, at two and a half. So that's what I'm grading it as. Um, visiting the Sacramento Kings. I think I just said that. Hopefully I did. It's a, it's a primetime game, which is weird, but you know, Mike Breen's in California. They've been doing a bunch of L.A. Clippers and Lakers games, so he's probably just going to go up to the Bay and call this one. Uh, no, actually, I'm assuming not. It's got to be a TNT game. Whatever. That's not at any part, or that's not anything to do with my analysis. Um, Knicks are going to come out of a uh, out of a, a shitter. They lost their nine game winning streak to the Hornets, um, and that was. Without Jalen Brunson, he was close to playing. I think he they obviously rested him so he could be back for this four-game Western Conference road trip. The Kings' defense is pretty much non-existent. The Knicks attack the basket. They have the second-most drives per game. They get to the free-throw line a lot, and I just think Julius Randle is going to fucking dominate this team. Like, I really I think he's just going to go nuts against them. So... I have more to add to it, but that's that's essentially it. It's just the Sacramento's weak interior defense against an aggressive Knicks team is, is my whole angle here. Yeah, I, I would say I need Brunson in the lineup to get behind the Knicks. I, I don't support them otherwise. Um, I actually think the Kings win if Brunson doesn't play. Part of that's because this game starts at 10 o'clock Eastern. Like the Knicks are flying across country to play in this game. Like their bodies are going to be significantly more used to like not playing at this time than the Kings are. And that could be a factor later in the game. Um, so my, my initial thought was like, let's take the Kings cause it makes more sense. Um, but the way the line has kind of been moving makes me think that Brunson is going to play tonight. And I think Brunson's effectiveness kind of negates De'Aaron Fox's uh, clutch time playing, which if this game is close, Fox is the best clutch time scorer in the game right now. Um, statistically, at least, I mean. Statistically, absolutely. But I'll t- I'll take yeah. Brunson in this one. Yeah, I I and I, I think that they, they kind of balance each other out at least is, yeah. is what the whole thought is. I just, uh, I don't really want to back the Knicks 
especially now not that I'm not getting like I think it opened at five, maybe it was four. Um, so I've already lost some value on that, and I do think the Kings are a pretty good team, especially at home. I think the over could be in play, but that's another one that I I initially thought of, and then I was like, well. If my reason for not playing the Knicks is it's potential that they're tired by the end of this, what's you know do they necessarily keep it going for this two two thirty nine total? I I could see this game being like a complete shootout where it goes into like the two forties two fifties. Um. So I, officially nothing nothing on it, but my my two leans would be the over in Sacramento. Unless right. Brunson plays. My guess and what I'm literally betting is that Brunson does play. Because I'm with yeah. you. If Brunson doesn't play, that, that would be a little nervous. Even though I, again, I don't think their defense really has anything for us. And I think we're going to see a lot of That's Josh true. Hart attacking that 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 front court. So that's what I'm on. Um, I got five plays. We talked ourselves. I we talked me into two more. Started with the Magic, minus three. Um, with the Warriors, minus two and a half at the Grizzlies. And the Knicks, plus two and a half at Sacramento. I added under 235 and a half in Warriors, Grizzlies, and over Grayson Allen, nine and a half points. That's what I'm on. What are you on? Yeah, I, I think the only official play that I have to give out here is Grayson Allen over nine and a half, but um, that Warriors Grizzlies under two thirty five and a half is something I probably will be betting. Come on, bro, we were right there. Yeah, well, I mean, we were doing the thing. The per- now you're now you're for the, pulling a bait well, and switch. Okay, so for the purpose of the podcast, I will definitely be supporting it. But uh, I don't I, know if I it's, don't like this energy. No, it's just one I don't know that I, I have right now for the clients. It's it's something I'm looking into still. All right. Well, us regular schnooks, us us non-clients, yeah. we're uh, <laughs> we're betting under two thirty-five and a half in Warriors Grizzlies. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll probably get there. Don't worry. All right. Well, we'll uh, be talking off or uh, on Twitter about these picks. But best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow us. Probably be back tomorrow for a Friday um, podcast betting the NBA, obviously. Although I'm pretty knee deep in all these conference tournaments and I have a lot of action right now as we speak. So it's an exciting it's an exciting time for us basketball betters. It's pretty for much sure. Christmas season for us. Oh yeah. Baseball's right around the corner too, so I know. Oh man, I'm gonna lose so much money. Well <laughs> maybe I win it. We'll see. Three and oh. Three well, three and oh in written plays, four and one yesterday. So let's hope that the good momentum keeps up. Root for me and David. Follow us on Twitter uh, at FuturePres2024 where you can find his OutKick handicaps and his uh, NBA subscription packages. You can follow me at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Show the podcast some love for God's sakes. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.